Welcome back to the Secret of a Successful Life series podcast. There are times in our lives when we must be a long distance from loved ones and friends. Being reminded of the pleasures we enjoyed at home can be very helpful when one is homesick for the people that are important to them. During World War II, many young soldiers were thousands of miles away from home for the first time. Building up the morale of the troops was important. In this chapter titled, Sir, I have an idea to build up the morale of the men. Chaplain, Second Lieutenant, Harry McIntosh will come up with an idea of how to use his love for ice cream to encourage our soldiers. Excuse me, Mr. Chaplain. Would you know where a guy could get a bowl of homemade ice cream? That sure would remind me of home. Hearing those words, Chaplain 2nd Lieutenant Harry McIntosh recognized a voice he'd not heard in months. Turning around, Harry was pleasantly surprised to see his nephew, Leroy McIntosh. Leroy, when did you get to New Guinea? I just arrived last week and made a point to look you up. So how long have you been here, Uncle Harry? When I finished basic training in officer training school, I had special schooling as a chaplain. So I arrived here in New Guinea two months ago. So what do you hear from back home? Leroy, Clara sends me letters, and the children have been good to ride and send me pictures also. Sit down here in the shade and let's visit. Grabbing some water for both of them, Uncle and Nephew started exchanging news from back home and also about the war. Leroy, Clara got recruited to teach school recently. It seems that some of the older boys in the country school caused multiple problems for the previous teacher. She was just out of high school, and the boys were most likely just flirting with her. But the way that young girl responded only made matters worse. One day, there was quite a gas odor that comes after eating too many lima beans. Well... Miss Jennings felt she had to correct that issue, so she set out to catch the one who was sharing the fragrance with the rest of the one-room schoolhouse. Miss Jennings proceeded to smell the shirt collars of every older boy to see which one had the worst odor. Did she find the one with the fermentation issues? Well, she was not sure. All that action did was to make the boys try harder to make more odors. Then someone placed a dead rat in her desk drawer. The day she found the rodent was her breaking point. Miss Jennings left the school in tears and has never come back. So how did Aunt Clara end up with the teaching job? Well, the school board met that night at your Uncle David's Benson's house. Since David is the president of the board, he didn't feel he should nominate his sister-in-law. After every person the board could think of turned the group down, David asked, Is there anyone else in the community that's been to college? After thinking for a while, someone said, Didn't Clara graduate from the Bible school back east? Your uncle said, Yes, she did. She has a four-year degree. The rest of the board suggested that David call Clara to see if she would teach for the rest of the school year. 
Clara appreciated the offer, but she also realized there was a discipline problem that had developed, and because of that, she had to know where the board would stand with her about taking care of the issues. So, Uncle Harry, how did Aunt Clara handle that? Clara said she would need to pray about the offer for a couple days. If she felt the Lord wanted her to teach and the school still needed her, she would fill in for the rest of the year. So, for the next few days, the school board members struggled with teaching at the school. When Clara agreed to finish the year, she had the full support of the entire board. If any discipline problems developed, the board would personally deal with the issues. Sounds like Aunt Clara handled that situation quite well. I know she'll be a fine teacher. So how is she getting along as the teacher? Oh, she really enjoys it. Teaching gives her something to keep her mind active. You know, Leroy, I look for the school board to offer her a full-time position for next year. That's wonderful, Uncle Harry. So how are the children? Clara just wrote a few weeks ago that the family took the car over to Carvel to see your parents and stay for the weekend. Your dad bought little Oscar a new cap gun pistol and some roll caps to shoot. I bet he liked that. Yes, he did. On the way home, Clara was driving the national speed limit of 35 miles per hour. I don't know how much that speed limit saves tires, but many people are trying to follow it. Anyway, they were coming home when Clara had to pass an old farmer that was just puttering along about 20 miles an hour. When Clara got right beside him, Oscar was in the back seat. With the window rolled down, he pointed the cap pistol right at the driver and shot it when Clara was passing the man. The man was so startled that he drove off the road and into the ditch. Clara noticed in the rearview mirror that he was able to get back on the road, so she kept on driving. Not knowing what to say, deep down she wanted to laugh, but she needed to scold Oscar for that. Finally, after driving for a mile, she stopped and waited for the old farmer to catch up. When he stopped, she made Oscar apologize for scaring the man the way he did. How'd the old man take that? Oh, he complained about how bad young people were these days and then drove off going even slower. When Clara caught up with him before she passed him again, she made Oscar roll up his window, hand her the gun, and told him not even to look at that man when they went by. Now, I have to say that boy of ours has some real spunk. Changing the subject, Harry said, so, so Leroy, what was it like getting out of France after you were shot down? Uncle Harry, I've never been so scared in my entire life. When I got home, I shared my story at the Cedar Grove Church, and I think that helped me work through that experience some. Harry, there are a lot of guys in this war that don't know how to process those feelings. Somehow, they need a way to have a taste of home and escape the terrible reality of war. Leroy, I fully agree with you. I've been praying for some way to bring some form of home to these guys. You know, back in the Depression, we used to make a lot of homemade ice cream and have the neighbors come over for games and eat with us. But with the heat in this part of the world, how could we ever do that? Uncle Harry, do you know how cold it gets at the high altitude? 
No, I don't. When I flew over Germany at 30,000 feet, it was well below zero. Even down here in the tropics at high altitude, the temperatures get quite cold. Leroy, many years ago, Frank Benson told me we don't have to crank the ice cream freezer to make ice cream. We just have to keep it cold. Do you suppose we could develop a metal container to put in a plane where we could make ice cream? Why, that would bring a taste to home for a lot of guys. I think that will work. Harry, I have to be going soon. But what do you hear about Leo? Lots of good news. He's been writing, telling how he wants to attend a Bible school in Texas. Leo wants to be a preacher. Praise God. I've been praying for my brother so long. That news thrills my heart. Let me share something I just keep thinking about. Jim Nelson, Mary's boyfriend, has a cousin in Texas named Barbara Jean. Not only is she a doll, she is smart and is a very strong, godly woman. She was engaged to a great man who was killed a few months ago in a training accident. Leo knows her, and I encouraged him to write her. I think those two need to get together. Leroy, that sounds like something God has put on your heart. My advice is to keep praying about that and don't push either Leo or Barbara Jean on this issue. The Lord can move hearts in ways we cannot. That's a good plan, Uncle Harry. Now that I'm stationed in this area, let's try to visit when we can. I look forward to that. Thanks for stopping by and for the idea about the ice cream machine. After Leroy left, Harry prepared a plan to present to Colonel Thompson about the ice cream machine that could be placed in an airplane. After visiting with the surprise leader, the colonel backed Harry all the way, expressing that this was a wonderful way to build up the morale of our men. After Harry left the colonel's office, the surprise leader asked, Why is that chaplain only a second lieutenant? He has real leadership abilities. That is the kind of thinking I would like to see more of around here. He needs a higher rank. In a few days, Harry had the ice cream machine up and going. That project was a huge success. A few days later, Harry received notice that he had been promoted to the rank of captain. God was blessing the ministry of Harry McIntosh, and many people were blessed because of that. We close this chapter with Harry McIntosh developing an ice cream machine for the South Pacific and being promoted to the much higher rank of captain. In this episode titled, Mom, that lady that sat at the table too much is coming to the door. Young Oscar McIntosh is feeling the effects of being away from his dad who is at war and will embarrass his mother with his unbridled talk. We invite you to listen to this podcast.